You're listening to Comedy Central. Experts claim there is nothing tougher than a diamond. But at Diamonds Direct, we beg to differ. Have you ever met a mother? Strong, radiant, timeless. This Mother's Day, give her the gift that meets her match. With diamond jewelry starting at $200, plus Diamonds Direct's exceptional quality and unbeatable everyday price, you're sure to give her a gift that wows this generation and the next to come. Experience the thrill of jewelry shopping done right at Diamonds Direct. Diamonds Direct. Your love, our passion. Check out our new NBA show, Beyond the Arc, part of the CBS Sports Podcast Network, where you can find me, John Gonzalez, NBA insider Bill Ryder, and Ashley Nicole Moss, five days a week talking all things NBA. Whether you're looking for insightful discussions, upbeat commentary, breaking news, interviews, or coverage of all the biggest stories in the NBA, our new show is the place to be five days a week. Download and follow Beyond the Arc on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever you get your favorite podcasts. September 4, 2019. From Comedy Central's World News Headquarters in New York, this is The Daily Show with Trevor Noah, Ears Edition. And he's now appearing in the movie It, Chapter 2. Bill Hader is joining us, everybody. It's going to be so much fun. Also on tonight's show, the first crime in space. We figured out how to stop guns, and Alabama is going to be hit by a hurricane. So let's catch up on today's headlines. Let's kick it off with Brexit, the world's most unsolvable puzzle. Yeah, it's like if a 12-sided Rubik's Cube was also one of the traps from Saw. And, uh, (laughs) just 41 days after Boris Johnson came in saying that he'd get it done, yesterday, he officially lost control of his government after members of his own party defected to the opposition. Yeah, in fact, Johnson's entire day in Parliament was complete chaos. The political turmoil in the UK, where new Prime Minister Boris Johnson is facing a major defeat in the battle over Brexit. But, Mr. Speaker, I know he's worried about free trade deals with America, but there's only one chlorinated chicken that I can see in this house, and he's on that bench. When will the Prime Minister finally apologise for his derogatory and racist remarks... Racist remarks, Mr. Speaker, which have led to a spike in hate crime. The people of Scotland voted to remain in the European Union. We're not going to be dragged out against our will by the Prime Minister. Order! Very rude for members. Order! Order! Don't just stipulate. Don't rant. Spare us the theatrics. Behave yourself. Be a good boy, young man. Be a good boy. Be a good boy. Order! Order! That guy would be such a nightmare behind you in the line at Subway. Uh, I don't know if I want to get the banana pepper. Oh, da! Oh, da! Honestly, I don't get why anyone still thinks they can do Brexit. You realize now it has destroyed three prime ministers. I mean, clearly it's cursed. It's like one of the treasures in an Indiana Jones movie. Everyone who touches it <laughs> is just gonna be, like, melting. Be like, I'm worthy of the... No! 
At this point, things in Britain are so bad. Like, I think one of the old countries should just colonize them. <laughs> yeah, shit is out of control, people. Look at these savages. They don't know what they're doing. <laughs> Someone just come in and bring stuff in. Like, India should come to England and be like, look, 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 we hate to do this, but you guys don't know how to govern yourselves. <laughs> we have to, we have to fix this. We have to fix this entire thing. It's for you, it's not for us. You know what's funny is when I was watching that fight in British Parliament with everyone going off, like the Scottish guy's like, wait, the Scottish Union voice, like, oh, da. It reminded me of How to Train Your Dragon. <laughs> Seriously, like, you could switch out the Vikings' voices with Parliament, and I promise you the movie would still sound right. Order! Very rude for members. Order! Order! Don't gesticulate, don't rant, spare us the theatrics, behave yourself. See, it works. All right, let's move on from international news to interstellar news. Last week, news broke that an astronaut might have logged into her estranged spouse's bank account without permission, which, if proved, would make that the first space crime ever. Yeah, well, technically the second space crime. The first one was when the lunar lander back racked up all those parking tickets. <laughs> yeah, oh, that was illegal. You can't just park there forever. <laughs> yeah, but that was a violation, technically. This would be the first real crime. And you know what's amazing is that the first crime in space would have been committed by a woman. Hmm? Yeah. That's right, ladies. That's right. You break that glass ceiling, girl. No, not literally. Now you're being sucked into space. You guys remember a few days ago, President Trump warned that Alabama was in the path of Hurricane Dorian. And then the National Weather Service had to tell Alabama that the hurricane was not coming to Alabama and that they should ignore the president. Well, today, Trump came out to show everyone that he was right. President Donald Trump appeared to show this altered map of Hurricane Dorian's original trajectory. And you'll see in the picture, uh, there's a black line that goes beyond Florida around Alabama. And so it appears that that was added to this map from the National Oceanic and Atmospheric Administration. And you see it was going to hit uh, not only Florida, but Georgia could have, uh, was going toward the Gulf. That was what we, what was originally projected. Did he draw? Did he draw with a Sharpie? <laughs> like, guys, what is life right now? I mean, I mean, don't get me wrong. I'm impressed that Trump can locate Alabama on a map, but still, the president of the United States just changed a map with a Sharpie to make himself look right. Huh? And he thought we wouldn't notice. Everything else, all the lines are in white, and then it's just like this one black line. <laughs> Like, either that, that was it, or he wanted to give the hurricane bigger boobs. Like, that's the only other thing I can think of. Someone's like, sir, this hurricane is category five. He's like, uh, actually, no, it's a 10. <laughs> All right, that's it for the headlines. Let's move on to our top story. <laughs> Guns in America. Over the weekend, after yet another deadly mass shooting, the question once again on everyone's minds was, is there anything that could have prevented this? Now, usually the answer to that question is complicated, but in the case of the Odessa shooter, it's pretty obvious. 
New details of the deadly mass shooting in Odessa, Texas. Officials revealing now the gunman evaded a federal background check to get the firearm he used in the rampage. The gunman who killed seven people and injured more than 20 bought the gun he used from a private seller, not a licensed dealer. Authorities in Texas have said the gunman failed a gun background check in 2014. And tonight, several law enforcement officials tell NBC News that's because he had a disqualifying mental health issue. But a private sale does not require a background check. Okay, this is just ridiculous, people. If you fail a background check in America, you can just go buy a gun from a private seller who doesn't have to do a background check? That doesn't make any sense. Can you imagine if they had that loophole at the airport? Huh? The TSA agent is like, all right, step into the machine, put your hands over your head, and you're like, actually, I got my ticket from a private seller. <laughs> the TSA agent's like, all right, oh, yeah, yeah, well, that case, go through, go through, yeah. <laughs> I mean, the solution to this problem is simple. Universal background checks. And it's not a fringe idea. 93% of Americans support universal background checks. 93%. You know how high that is? I don't even remember the last time my phone battery was at 93%. <laughs> but because the president avoids gun control like it's his other daughter, universal background <laughs> checks are stalled in the Senate. Luckily, though, while the White House uh, is uh, thinking about other measures, they have this proposal to stop mass shootings. The White House is working with the Justice Department on a new death penalty bill. The White House wants to expedite the death penalty for people who are found guilty of committing these kinds of mass shootings. And today, the vice president's chief of staff confirmed that the Department of Justice has drafted legislation that would do just that. Okay, I'm, I'm not sure that the death penalty is the right response. I mean, half the time, mass shooters have already written a manifesto about how they can't wait to die for their delusional cause. In fact, if you really want to deter them, there should actually be a law that if you're caught, you have to read your manifesto live at the Apollo. Yeah. <laughs> that would deter people. It's like some kid on stage is like, and that's why I believe uh, the white race to be a superior and, uh, oh, oh boy, this was a huge mistake. <laughs> so, while the Trump administration is dragging its feet on real solutions to gun violence, Action is being taken by America's real leaders, the corporations. In the wake of the mass shootings and growing pressure to act, the nation's largest retailer, Walmart, has announced big changes when it comes to the sale of guns and ammunition. Now, the retail giant is taking steps it hopes will curb gun violence, halting the sale of ammunition that can be used in large-capacity clips and military-style weapons, stopping the sale of handgun ammo, and ending all handgun sales in Alaska, the last state where it still sells them. Another big change, Walmart and the grocery giant Kroger now asking customers in open carry states, please do not bring your weapons into their stores. That's right, Walmart won't sell many kinds of ammunition anymore. And they don't want your guns inside the store. Yeah. So from now on, People who go to Walmart are just gonna have to tie their guns up outside like a dog, you know? <laughs> just be like, who's your good gun? Who's your good gun? The AR stands for adorable rifle. Yes, it does. <laughs> for more on the latest push for gun control, we're joined now by our senior gun safety correspondent, Chibuki Young White, everybody. <laughs> Chibuki. Clearly, Americans can't count on the government to take gun control seriously, so... 
What can be done to address gun violence? Oh, Trevor, 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 you silly little bitch. <laughs> we don't need gun control. We just need to decrease gun ownership. Okay, but how do you decrease gun ownership without gun control laws? Easy, Trevor. We just need to make guns gay. <laughs> okay, wait, wait, wait. I, I, I don't understand. I don't, as far as I know, guns don't have a sexual orientation. Well, not at the moment, Trevor, not yet. But I just read this study that says a lot of straight men don't recycle because they're worried it makes them look gay. <laughs> so we just need to harness that same toxic masculinity <laughs> and just direct it toward guns, you know? Sweet gay guns. <laughs> but how do you get guns to seem gay? I mean, cause guns are gay. <laughs> like right off the bat, guns are what? Long, hard, the best ones are black. And... <laughs> and where do people keep their guns, Trevor? In the closet. <laughs> you know, I get what you're trying to do, but for Americans who own firearms, guns aren't just like guns. It's a community of masculine hunters and freedom fighters. Yeah, and we need to point out how gay that sounds. <laughs> like, the right to bear arms? I love bear arms, too. <laughs> You're gonna have to pry me from his cold, dead hands, you know what I mean? <laughs> That's safety right there. And even the names of gun laws sound gay. Concealed carry, that's like every username on Grindr. <laughs> <laughs> the law might as well be called Assbreaker37. And stand your ground, that sounds like a Kelly Clarkson gay anthem. <laughs> I'm gonna stand my ground because I'm out and proud. Like, it works. Okay, it okay, works. Yeah, you know, it yeah. works. It works. I think, I think I understand your plan. Like, you're gonna make it, you're gonna make guns gay. Mm -hmm. So then straight men won't want them anymore. So they're gonna give the guns to gay people and mm -hmm. the gay people are gonna hand them over to the government. No, 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 no. Gay people keep the guns and then we run the country. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I'm gonna stand by gravity because I'm right back. Check out our new NBA show, Beyond the Arc, part of the CBS Sports Podcast Network, where you can find me, John Gonzalez, NBA insider Bill Ryder, and Ashley Nicole Moss, five days a week talking all things NBA. Whether you're looking for insightful discussions, upbeat commentary, breaking news, interviews, or coverage of all the biggest stories in the NBA, our new show is the place to be five days a week. Download and follow Beyond the Arc on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Despite the recent dropouts in the Democratic race, there are still over 20 candidates running for president. <laughs> yeah, look at all those smiling faces. There's too many. So let's catch up with the latest Democratic news in another edition of World War D. <laughs> there are only 425 days until the presidential election. I know, that's not a lot of time. It's barely enough time to take a good shower. I exfoliate. <laughs> and over the past few weeks, some of the top candidates have been out trying to get voters, you know, to move them up in the polls. Elizabeth Warren made amends with the Native American community. 
Kamala Harris pitched her healthcare plans for seniors, and Andrew Yang talked about universal basic income <laughs> while showing off his universally basic dance moves. <laughs> but it was Bernie Sanders who made the biggest pitch to voters, literally. Bernie Sanders made a campaign stop at Iowa's Field of Dreams baseball field. He hosted a game there in Dyersville on Monday night. Sanders gave a few remarks before the contest and urged his supporters to dream big. If we stand together and not allow anybody to divide us up based on the color of our skin or where we were born or our religion or our sexual orientation, if we stand together for a common purpose, we can fulfill that dream. Now that's how you get me to watch baseball. I'm in. Yeah. If Bernie's playing, I'm watching all the baseball games. Cause the game already takes like five hours. Yeah, at least this way I'm learning something. Bernie will be there like, we can't slide into home because the average price of a home has never been higher. Twenty-something candidates are out on the trail trying to get more voters. But one, one person, longtime frontrunner and longtime back rubber Joe Biden, <laughs> he's trying to focus on keeping the voters that he has. But that might be a challenge considering he keeps making worse and worse gaffes. Joe Biden is on the defensive after reportedly mistelling a story on the campaign trail about one soldier's heroism. This guy climbed down a ravine carried this guy up on his back under fire. The general wanted me to pin the silver star on him. I got up there and stand, this is God's truth, my word is a Biden. He stood his attention. I went to pin him, I said, sir, I don't want the damn thing. Do not pin it on me, sir, please, sir, do not do that. He died, he died. But according to the Washington Post, who spoke to more than a dozen military and campaign sources, Biden got the time period, the location, the heroic act, the type of medal, the military branch, and the rank of the recipient, as well as his own role in the ceremony, wrong. God damn! How do you get every single detail of a story wrong? Well, no, that's actually impressive. It's like being in a spelling bee and getting every letter of the word wrong. Just like, your word is obstetrician. Uh, obstetrician, K? T-W-6, dollar sign, lobster emoji, obstetrician. <laughs> and now people used to say that these brain farts are just Biden being Biden, but now he's starting to forget things that he really shouldn't. Joe Biden's public blunders uh, continue on. This time he appears to, uh, at least for a moment, forget former President Obama's name at a town hall. Because they invaded another country and annexed a significant portion of it called Crimea. Right. He's saying that it was President, my boss, it was his fault. President, my boss? He forgot Obama's name? Guys, of all the names to forget, how's he gonna forget that one? It's practically his campaign slogan. How are you gonna do that? <laughs> And I know, I know you're probably thinking, but Trevor, Trump forgets things all the time. Yeah, but he's an expert at playing it off. Yeah, he'd be like, and then of course, the man who came before me, president, you know, you know him. <laughs> the guy, we all know the guy, we all know. I don't wanna say his name. I don't wanna say it. Obama, you said it. You said it, we hate him, folks, we hate him. 
And here's the, here's the thing, it's not just the gaffes, right? Because another issue that's plaguing Biden's campaign right now is the sentiment amongst Democratic voters that he may not be progressive enough for today's Democratic Party. And with these increasing frequent gaffes, many are wondering if Biden is the best choice. So to quiet those doubts, as Joe Biden's wife, Jill Biden, came out with a simple message. Beggars can't be choosers. You may like another candidate better, but you have to look at who is gonna win. You know, your candidate might be better on, I don't know, healthcare than Joe is. But you've gotta look at who's gonna win this election. And maybe you have to swallow a little bit and say, okay, I sort of personally like so-and-so better, but your bottom line has to be that we have to beat Trump. Wow. (laughs) Voters need to swallow a little bit and say, Okay. That's not a ringing endorsement. She's just like, I mean, other people might be better, but like, geez, I wonder what her wedding vows sounded like. (laughs) She's like, I take you, Joe, even though Michael was technically better and and Steve was hot, but I mean, you're fine. We can make this work. It's probably still better than Joe Biden's vows, though. He's like, and I take you, um... (laughs) My fiance, the woman, um... The one in the white dress. So for the first time, Joe Biden is looking vulnerable, which means all eyes will be on him in the next debate, which is just one week away on Thursday, September 12th, 2019 in Houston, Texas. Or as Joe Biden would say, Monday, November 8th, 1852 (laughs) in Charlotte, North Carolina. He'll see you there. We'll be right back. Check out our new NBA show, Beyond the Arc, part of the CBS Sports Podcast Network, where you can find me, John Gonzalez, NBA insider Bill Ryder, and Ashley Nicole Moss, five days a week talking all things NBA. Whether you're looking for insightful discussions, upbeat commentary, breaking news, interviews, or coverage of all the biggest stories in the NBA, our new show is the place to be five days a week. Download and follow Beyond the Arc on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Welcome back to The Daily Show. My guest tonight is an Emmy Award-winning actor who stars in the new movie, It, Chapter Two. Please welcome Bill Hader. Thank you so much for being here, and congratulations on uh, how many Emmy nominations? 21 well, Emmy nominations for your show? Yeah, between Barry and Documentary Now, another show I work on, yeah. 21 Emmy Yeah. I mean, yeah. come on. Cool. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Yeah. That's like, it's just your nights. No, it's not. <laughs> yeah, it that'll be bad. No, I don't that's, like... Like, that's like Game of Thrones when they like nominate Game of Thrones are 20 nominations. Okay, yeah, and that's yeah. like just like you in your world. You're just like, you are Game of Thrones. No, no, I'm not. You are Game no, of Thrones. No, don't say he that. He said it here for No, us. I did not say that. He said it here. No, he I didn't. Game of Thrones. Oh, no, I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I, I have to congratulate you because I mean, like, Barry has become a smash hit that people have fallen in love with. Oh, thanks. You know, um, it's one of HBO's most popular shows that people Thank watch you. live. 
Like, when you started the show, did you think people would fall in love with uh, a, a killer? People were just like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, no, no, not at all. We, we started that. I, uh, Alec Berg and I uh, created that. Uh, and we went into HBO and we were like, so yeah, it's about a hitman uh, who's sad and so he wants to become an actor. <laughs> <laughs> and then they just started throwing money at us. We just made puppy dog eyes until they just gave us the money, and that's, that's how it worked. And that's how Game of Thrones worked too. That is Game yeah, of Thrones. Yeah, George R. Martin walked in, and he yeah. was like, and "It's he, about yep. dragons." <laughs> <laughs> and they just were like, "We want him out of the office. Give him a show." Um, the show is successful. It's really funny. People, people are calling it like one of the smash comedy hits. You know, like just I guess of this generation. People are watching it live as well, which is really interesting. Oh yeah, that you know is, that's become yeah. a, a new phenomenon. I know, like, Isn't that right? Weird? <laughs> people are like, what? Well, people watch your show when it comes out. Yeah, that's weird when people now say that to me. They're like, yes. I watched it when it came out, like when it aired. Yeah, like in the '90s. But what do you? <laughs> but what do you think that is? I guess they just like that. I mean, the reason is season two is because we were after Game of Thrones, I think. I think Game of Thrones ended and everybody was like, oh. And then they went to do something. They're like, what's this other show with, uh, yeah, the guy from SNL? So people are just used to it now. They just like watch you and they're, yeah. they're loving the fact that you're like, they watch you live as it airs, which is a new feeling. Yeah, I know. It feels nice. It is nice to like it airs on Sunday and then I go outside. You know, I'll go get something and right. I know when it's airing because I'll be going through, you know, at the grocery store or something and someone will come up and be like, hey, man. You got problems. <laughs> I don't think that guy's ever gonna figure it out, man. I go to Dodger Stadium and there's one guy who works at Dodger Stadium. Every time I see him, he's like, hey man, that guy, he, you just should go away, man. <laughs> he should just find a house, move away, make his money. He's never gonna make it as an actor. You are a terrible actor. I'm like, do you wanna be in our writer's room? <laughs> the, uh, the, the, the show is a huge hit. Documentary now is a huge hit. And now you are coming uh, back to the big screen for the sequel of It. Yes. Right? And It was one of those sleeper hits where people were like, ah, is this movie gonna blow yeah. up again? And then it was like one of the highest grossing horror movies of all time yeah. ever, I think. Yeah. And now you're back with chapter two. How, how does this work? Didn't they beat the clown? That's what I said. <laughs> <laughs> My agent called me, they go, we're gonna do It chapter two. And I was like, but they, what? <laughs> like, didn't they kill the clown? Uh, but no. It comes back every 27 years. Um, oh, and man. So, that's Stephen King, man. Oh, yeah, like, man. And then I forgot that, you know, the book's like 15 billion pages long, and uh, which is a fact. Yeah, I think it's actually... Don't laugh what it, at that. It's actually like... <laughs> it's like no, a thousand pages, it's right? a, Yeah, it's a thousand, a thousand page, page not book. billion. I don't know, um, yeah, numbers. But, uh, but, uh, but I... Uh, and then... Um, uh, and so, yeah, the sequel... Um, it takes place 20, 27 years later. Me and Jessica Chastain, James McAvoy, a bunch of great actors were uh, playing the kids growing up. And then the kid who got Finn Wolfhard, who, got, I, who played Richie in the yes, first movie, yes, Finn. Yes. Woo! Stranger Things. Uh, he got me the job. He, he, they interviewed him and they said, who do you want to play, you know, you, you know, grown up? And he said, me. And so... Wow. And my agent called me and I was like, that kid's so powerful. <laughs> Wow. <laughs> get away from him. He is powerful. I'm like, I didn't know. You're just like a goofy little kid. And he was like, nah, man, I want you. <laughs> I was like, okay, cool. You know, one of the things that people love about you is, is, is the fact that you're funny. Another thing people love about you is that you're in great shows. But 
th- this, there's a new side of Bull Hater that I think a lot of people have seen. I mean, it, it, the video just went viral on Twitter yesterday again, you know, where you talk about anxiety. Oh, yeah. And I, like, I know I appreciated it. A lot of, a lot of parents appreciate it because it's like a video aimed at kids. It's like a four-minute yeah. video yeah. where you talk about your anxiety and how you deal with it. But that's a vulnerable thing to do for anybody, to come yeah. out and say that. Why did you do it, and, and, and like, why well, do you think so many people well, connect to it the well, way they do? Well, it's a great organization, Child Mind Institute, and it's about kids with uh, anxiety. And, um, and I just got a call about it, because I talked about it in, a, in a, uh, uh, a lot of interviews, because I was on Saturday Night Live. It's like the worst show to be on if you have anxiety. <laughs> and, and, uh, and so they say, hey, would you record a thing, what you would have said to your younger self? And, uh, and so I, yeah, I just did it and just tried to be honest. And the couple of things is that it never really goes away. You just manage it. Right. That was the big thing that I had to learn where I would just keep fighting it. And I was like, oh, this isn't work. So then it was just kind of like, just, just accept it. And then the other interesting thing I learned was take out the narrative in it. It's like, oh, I'm nervous that I have to take a test. Just say, oh, I'm nervous. And then it kind of dissipates. And so it was like oh. all these things I had to learn well, I was on Saturday Night Live, so mine was more like, don't laugh during a sketch because you're nervous, or don't mess up your lines, or whatever it is, or you know, show up on Saturday even though you don't want to, right? Yeah, <laughs> because, because, because that anxiety can be crippling. It's oh, it's crippling. Yeah, I didn't know what it was. Mine would take place, and people always think it's like heart palpitations. I would feel like I had the flu. I would just go like, oh my gosh, I'm really sick. I can't go out there. I can't. I, don't, wow. I would get like my head would everything would start spinning. And then, yeah, I just realized it was, um, I went to like a doctor and he was like, do you, do you think you might have anxiety? I was like, you think that's what it is? <laughs> you like, <know>, yeah. <laughs> you know what I love about your stories? I feel like it all ties together because in many ways that's the clown in it is that it's yeah. like how you perceive, yeah. it is like anxiety. Yeah. It's like how you treat it, how, how yeah. it like taps into your mind, you know? And then like, like you've God, made- you're right. Yeah. <laughs> And then, like, you've made this, like, this video to help kids, and then a kid helped you get the job uh, in it. it. <laughs> what are you? <laughs> Who are you? <laughs> oh, man, thank you so much for coming to the show. It's Chapter 2. We'll be in theaters. And in IMAX on September 6th. Bill hate everybody. The Daily Show with Trevor Noah, Ears Edition. Watch The Daily Show weeknights at 11, 10 Central on Comedy Central and the Comedy Central app. Watch full episodes and videos at thedailyshow.com. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. And subscribe to The Daily Show on YouTube for exclusive content and more. This has been a Comedy Central podcast. Check out our new NBA show, Beyond the Arc, part of the CBS Sports Podcast Network, where you can find me, John Gonzalez, NBA insider Bill Ryder, and Ashley Nicole Moss, five days a week talking all things NBA. Whether you're looking for insightful discussions, upbeat commentary, breaking news, interviews, or coverage of all the biggest stories in the NBA, our new show is the place to be five days a week. Download and follow Beyond the Arc on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever you get your favorite podcasts.